Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey friends, if you are looking for ad-free Sense of Soul episodes, you can find them at Sense of Soul Patreon. Become a monthly member at any level. You will also have access to our monthly SOS Sacred Circles, our mini-series, merch, and much more. And it's a great way to help support our podcast so that we can continue to bring you inspiring episodes twice a week with our enlightened guests from all around the world. Check out our Patreon. Today we have with us the spiritual activator, Oliver Nino. He is a sacred geometry and energy activation expert, a thought leader, and the creator of the GeoLove healing mythology. Oliver's mission is to teach others how to clear, protect, and unblock their energy so that they can attract more abundance, love, and purpose in their lives, and how to identify, activate, and master their spiritual gifts. Oliver has reached millions around the world, and we are so excited that he is reaching you guys today on Sense of Soul. So thank you so much, Oliver, for being with us. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. I'm so excited to talk to you. Same here. Where do you live? Colorado. What? Yeah, we own a retreat center down here. So I'm actually at the retreat center, but I live right next to it. Yeah. Wait a minute. You're in Colorado. Yeah. So are we. We're in Colorado. Well, Mandy's in Parker. I'm in Aurora. Oh, I'm in Dolores, Colorado. It's like near Cortez, Telluride, Durango area. So my wife and I, we uh, purchased a retreat center a few years ago, um, right before COVID hit right? Right before. And we were led here. And before we actually signed the documents, COVID broke out and everybody was like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. But we were like, you know what? When we have those intuitive pings that come strong, it's like we live by divine law and divine guidance. So when that comes in, it overrides everything human. So for us, it's the best thing that we've ever done. And let's get a sacred space, sacred land where people could come and transform, have their biggest breakthroughs and healings. And right now I'm actually in the studio that we're, we're still building on the land to where, you know, because we're in 60 plus different countries. So yeah, not everybody can travel here. So we have people here live that typically do our events. And I would say about 90 to 95% of our clients just join in virtually from all over the world. So we kind of have both. Like we have it to where we're teaching live and it's streamed live and we have it to where something like this is completely just virtual. And it's pretty cool because we just wanted to be able to you know, serve at a deeper level and at the same time, like do it in like a higher quality way than we've been doing it in the past. So yeah, that's kind of like where we're at right now. Well, definitely we need to get there. (laughs) You guys are invited. We're literally neighbors. You guys are welcome anytime. Oh my gosh. So I've been doing this side podcast and it it started with the Gnostic gospels Mm. and it just, there was so much synchronicity happening to me as I was discovering them and so I had to put it all together and I had to do it slowly I have 20 minute little episodes and right now where I'm at it's crazy I have no idea how I got here but it has much to do with sacred geometry it also has to do with vibration you know and I was researching Solomon because I'm researching Sophia but the shit that I'm discovering is like we're talking about ancient things, but they are with us today oh, yeah. in a more I'm, I'm, evolved way. It's a it's a rabbit hole. And I, I started getting into it in 06, 07, and it never ends. And it's like <laughs> you, you see it in 
every different culture, every different religion, it's all there. And it's, it's yeah. very interesting. Like it's everywhere you look, the sacred geometry is there, you know? I know. And that's why I'm glad we haven't talked a lot about it. So you got to tell us how you got the nickname, the spiritual activator. It's credit to my wife. So I've been in the spiritual journey since like 06-ish. And like a few years afterwards, I was in Sedona and I was meditating in a vortex and something happened to where it just activated my ability to activate people's spiritual gifts. I didn't know that at that time. I was completely clueless. So I remember um, fast forward a few years later, like I'm hanging out with my wife. We're dating back then and her spiritual gifts as hers as channeling started coming up, right? I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just surrounded by channels. Next thing you know, we've had all these different friends that visited us in the span of a few years and every single one of them, their gifts started activating, activating, activating. So my wife was like, do you realize that everybody you're around, when they're near you, their spiritual gifts open up? And I'm like, no way. I started That's looking awesome. at the pattern and I was like, wow, it is. When I realized that I was doing, she's like, you're a spiritual activator. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. So I've yeah. been intentional about, listen, if I have this gift and it's unconscious, I want to do it consciously. So that was the beginning of the awareness that I was doing that, you know? You said your spiritual journey starts back in 2006. Was there some sort of event or something that happened in your life? Well, a lot of it was I moved from the Philippines, right? And it was a completely brand new, you know, moving here, like no friends, no social circle. And uh, I just didn't know like how to survive in a new environment. So I threw myself at personal development and growth. And I remember that it could only get me somewhere. Like, you know, the mind and emotions is beautiful to work at it, but it's like slow. And I couldn't get where I wanted to pass. And I felt like I hit a glass ceiling. And one of my friends, who was a psychic, you know, and she was like, you know what, you've got energy block. You got to get him removed. And I'm like, what are energy blocks? And she's like, oh, it's in your, you know, your chakras and your auric field. And I'm like, you're speaking another language. I do not understand what this is. Right. But I was open minded. So she's like, okay, you got to meet my friend who's a healer from Australia. So I met this guy. He did a healing on me, a clearing on me. And I was skeptical the whole way through. And I'm like, this is a bunch of like in my mind, this is mumbo jumbo. Like, you know, what's this? I've never smelled sage in my life. Like, and I've never heard the music, like the chantings and the alms and all that stuff that was very, very new to me, especially back then, like spirituality wasn't sexy. So when they were dressing in, in spiritual wear and mala beads, I'm like, this is, it was all foreign to me. Right. But I was like a good sport. I was like, okay, sure. Why not? Like, well, let me try it out. And he removed a, a few abundance blocks that I had. And, uh, and he said, you know what, in about a few weeks, you'll start receiving more abundance. And true enough, in the fifth week mark, I made more in a day than I did an entire year. And I didn't change anything at all. Everything was the same. The only thing I did different was the, the energy clearing. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Now, mind you, in two months time, I spent all of it. Because yeah, energy gets you there fast, like literally fast but it doesn't guarantee that it's gonna stay there. My mind and my emotions weren't programmed for it. So I was like buying vacations, paying off bills, like paying off student loans for my sister, helping my mom. I was just like, I wasn't used to that level of abundance. So I gave it all away, spent it, but I learned one really, really important thing that energy can get you there fast. And if you wanna keep it, you gotta work on your mind and emotions to kind of get used to that level of abundance. But energy is the way to go, you know? I have like the same story. Wouldn't you say, Mandy? I was manifesting all this money. And just like you though, I spent it all rather quickly. So afterwards I was looking around going, what did I get? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the key. And that's when I realized like, 
We see people look at people like lottery winners. They they win money, even though they're not. Some of them, some of them aren't. You wouldn't look at them and say you're the highest vibration, but energy moves mountains, and people are manifesting all the time. So they they win that, but then their mind, their emotions, come and self sabotage. And next thing you know, five ten years later, they did a study, and then most of them are in a worse financial situation than they were before they won, right? But, but they kind of gave me an idea that like this energy thing, it works whether you believe it or not. And it can get you there fast. And once I realized that, that's when I kind of like made it a life mission to be like, hey, if this is what I can do with energy, then screw it. I'm just gonna see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah. Yeah. Were you taught about energy by your family, or how were you raised when it came to spirituality? It was taboo, but it's not. So I, I grew up in a very strict Catholic household. But if you know you've studied any anything about the Filipino culture, there's a lot of these rituals and a lot of these like beliefs that are almost like energetic in nature so i grew up in a way to where it's like okay one part it's like you know you can't do that and the other part my mom's like all right let's get somebody let's get a medicine man to clear the house and a piece of spirits and it was just like it seemed subtle but it was a part of my environment it was very normal it was not like somebody sat me down and and talked about this like you know one-on-one -on -one and said hey you know you're a healer here you're a gift it was just everywhere around me. Everybody was talking about it like it's normal, it was part of the culture. So yeah, safe to say I grew up around it environmentally as conversation and as things that were being experienced. Like, you know, saw my mom like, okay, they're buying fruit and they're offering it to the spirits of the land and they're burning stuff and a medicine man has to go, like someone's sick and nobody can figure it out. Medicine man has to go in there and do some stuff and then they're, they're better. And so for me, it was just like, okay, it's just what happens. Right. So it wasn't really a big ooh energy thing. It was just like part of the culture is what I thought growing up. My mom was like, okay. she would dream about things and it would come true. Like every single time. Like if somebody had a birthday, she would dream about them and not know their birthday. Next thing you know, the next day is their birthday. And whenever I pointed out, mom, you're kicking, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. That never happened. You don't want to be labeled that in you know our religion growing up. You can't be psychic. But hey, if my dad was speaking tongues in church, that's fine call him channeling or doing that thing. It's like, oh no, like, honestly, it's like the way I look at it is God, higher power universe, whatever your listeners believe in, there's a language of higher power and vibration and sacred geometry and patterns. But the ones that are easier to understand is the signs that come to us every single day. Some people might hear like the voice of a higher power in their head, but for some people it's numbers. It's synchronicity. They see 11, 11, 2, 2, 2, 3, 3, 3, animals, a bird flies, like song comes, like, you know, people in their life that come in and events are totally guided by a higher power, but you've got to be able to shift the way you look at what's coming at you or what you're feeling to be able to understand it. But the communication is always there. It's just that it's not always going to be what we're imagining, which is a megaphone or a speaker into our head and that two-way communication. It's, it's a in my experience, a higher form, it's just very different. It's not, you know, and for some people it's like literally, yeah, somebody has to channel in front of them and receive that message. But for the most part, we're guided mm -hmm. daily. We just need to know what the signs look like. And it's different for everybody. Right. And have awareness, <laughs> being present and then having that awareness. So the divine has been speaking to you through sacred geometry. Tell our listeners what that even means. So yeah, people have different ways of connecting to a higher power. Right. So for me, sacred geometry is like if you look, if you think about sacred geometry, it's everywhere in life. You just Google sacred geometry in nature and you can see it in trees and 
patterns in wood and seashells, right? And you know, it's everywhere. And if you look at our bodies, you know, the DNA is a spiral, right? If you look at, like, you zoom in closer, it's like we have octahedrons in our body, two, like two pyramids back to back. If you like really zoom in in the patterns of the DNA and then you have cells that are spherical in nature. So sacred geometry is outside of us and inside of us, right? So what I realized, if you look at it that way, it's the pattern and language of creation. And it's different for everybody. For some people, they never need to know what sacred geometry is and they're gifted. For me, it was just like, that was my path, right? But the way I communicate mostly is things come to me. Because some people, are, they're knowers. Just things, just, they just know. It just comes to them, they know, and they don't know why they know. They just know. They can't even tell you they, how, they just do. And for some people, like, you know, they dream about stuff or they feel things in their body or they do automatic writing and things channel to them through you have to speak it, or for sometimes it's external, like, you know, it's again, it's the messages in the songs or the movies that you watch, or all of a sudden people in your life that same day, same week, come up and they present this pattern showing up, right? So I, I look at it as like when something needs to be heard and received by you from a higher power, then you can start off as a whisper and it's gradually going to get bigger and louder to where it's everything around you is going to start like pointing you to that direction you need to be heading, right? So it's pretty interesting, the, the cycle of how that all works. I don't know if you've noticed this in Colorado, but snowflakes. Mm. On occasion, these snowflakes are just perfect and they don't melt right away. So they're like sitting there on your sleeve. They are so magical. They're mystical. And then they make me think about the one experiment. I forget the doctor's name. Doctor, I think it's Michael. Emoto. Somebody. Emoto, he studied the water, right? There you go. This is where science is catching up with, with the yeah, spiritual science, world. Science is always delayed. A lot of things happening spiritually that science is just catching up on. But yeah, I mean, you can see it in, in the water. I think with that experiment, like, you know, it was like measuring like love, hate, and different emotions. And they, you'd see, if you zoom in on the water structures, that it would change structure depending on the emotion. And it's the same if you see these um, viral videos where they have like i think sand on top of something and they play certain music and based on the certain music that they play the sand starts forming different sacred geometry structures and it's different right that's one of the things is like the way i look at it it's visible but it's very invisible but it's also exists everywhere and everything affects it our emotions things that we're hearing things that we're being exposed to but probably the simplest way to put it is sacred geometry is the language of creation, you can access different energetic frequencies and consciousness with it. It can magnify energy. It can hold energy in it structurally so it, energy can live in it. I've used it to protect at the beginning when I needed protection. It was definitely for all the empaths that are, that are out there listening. I, I used it for protection and then you can eventually use it for elevating your consciousness as well. I've been studying this story of King David and his harp and his lyre. And how, when he would play it for King Saul, King Saul would be in this little protection bubble of nothing, no negativity could come into him. And he would be released of all of the negativity and evil and demons, whatever they said. And so I was thinking about that, comparing it to the soul Feggio and scalar energy. It is like, you know, I mean, I, my wife geeks out on scalar yeah. waves. She worked with scientists. We, you know, we have the technology, so we know what it does. And a lot. And the thing is, everything has a sacred geometry pattern to it. So if somebody is channeling at that moment, they have sacred geometry around them that they don't know about, that when somebody who can see 
you know, energy. I can't. Um, I have some of the, my students who I've helped who can, and they see the energy. It's it looks different when somebody mm -hmm. is psychic and they're using that. It's different when when there's certain technology being used, like you know, CERN and particle accelerators and all that scalar. It does affect our energetic field. Therefore, you will see a certain geometric visual from the reaction that we have to it. So I've seen it with everything. Mm -hmm. with life and death, their sacred geometry. If you look at the Fibonacci sequence and the golden spiral, it's like, it's everywhere. So it's more like everything in life, whether it's, you know, you think of it as good or bad, whether it's man-made or natural or you know, technology-based. And I've seen it a few times, but for people who really, really see it, it's like almost like another sense. Right. You, you know, know, my daughter woke up with two diamonds connected on her in fact she showed me pictures of the progression over the week and really hasn't gone away it almost looks like a scratch but it's like even like it's geometry it's insane yeah i mean when my wife and i were first dating and like you know we fell asleep we were holding hands she's very gifted as well and when i woke up this thing formed it was the crop circle that i typically use for doing healings Whoa. It kind of welted up a little bit. And I was like, I didn't know what it was, but towards the end of the day, it would form the spiral pattern perfectly of what I was using. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like up kind of thing. You know, that's one of the things that I've realized is that it can happen. Wow. It's like, you got a natural tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, and I, yeah. At first I was like, what was I allergic to? Did I like, you know, did I sleep on something that had chemicals? Yeah. I was doing the logical thing. Cause it took the whole day to unfold. Wow. I have been looking at symbolism over the years, because, you know, I'm a Reiki master teacher. And so at first I was like, nah, symbols can't hold that much power. You know, that, that was right. my thoughts at the beginning. And then I looked at my house and I saw the crosses that I had on the wall. And then in my ancestry, learning about like the floor de lee and looking at even the swastika, how originally it didn't mean what we see it as today, but that's what we think, you know, symbolism is so interesting and it has an energy behind it that's powerful. And that's the biggest thing is a lot of these like, you know, like swastika, I mean, it, the symbol itself amplifies energy. It's not bad, but it's in my mind, from an energetic perspective, it's what it was intended for. I look at sacred geometry like money in a way, right? To where your intention dictates what it can be used for. Luckily, the higher sacred geometries, like even if somebody got a hold of it, they tried malintention, it won't work. Certain sacred geometries, they activate only based on vibration. So when someone's on a higher vibration, then they can unlock, whereas if they're not, it just won't, which is pretty cool noticing that there's checks and balances even do that, you know? So I also find it kind of terrifying that subconsciously and subliminally, we are fed these symbols through TV, through magazines, just driving around buildings, even the way our roads are made. There's a lot of symbolism and geometry. So how does one protect themselves from that kind of energy that maybe might not be good? Um, it depends. And at the very beginning of my journey, it's like, Protection was necessary. It's crystals you can use, uh, staging, you're like, you're doing things to clear your energy. At the very beginning, it's a more, seems like reactive and also proactive way. Once you, you're like, you know, once you realize what works, you keep doing it, right? But it comes to a point where there's this jump you've got to make. I mean, at least like, and I prefer that jump and I teach that jump is like you raise your vibration. Because when you do certain things, 
just aren't available at higher vibration. And then your vibration becomes your protection, right? So the beginning, awesome. yes. Okay. I totally agree. Let me ask you, do you work with the Merkaba at all? Yes, mostly we use it for when we're healing somebody remotely and we're bringing their energetic body in front of us. I use it more as a transport mechanism to keep their energetic body safe and intact when I'm working on them. Considered the vehicle, like an actual vehicle, yes. but like for spirit. Yes, absolutely. So we use that for that purposes and also be used for astral traveling. So it's, you know, a safer, smoother ride as well. Wait, I'm sorry. So my thoughts are you use other sacred geometry to actually protect you. It's like that it's a force. It's like there may be negative also using sacred geometry in their benefit because of course power can be used by both good and you know good and bad and if the wrong people get it are using it to their benefit and i think that that a lot of people in power have done that exactly for example the pyramid it can magnify energy make it potent and it can also send out above what's in it potently as well so depends on who's using it if you guys google like pyramid healing there's a lot of case studies out there of like in canada somebody is the burn ward they put one side under a pyramid and one side not under a pyramid and the one under the pyramid healed their burns faster than the one that wasn't or if people put a lot of vegetables and produce underneath it and it stays fresher longer and the one that i love the most was a you said brine shrimp and one was underneath the pyramid and one was not. And the one that was underneath the pyramid lived three weeks longer than the one that wasn't, right? So a lot of it is pyramids wow. keep whatever's underneath it operating the way it should, regardless of external factors of EMS, radiations, all those different things. If you're underneath a pyramid, you're operating optimally the way you should. Did you know, because I found this to be so interesting, but there's 22 triangles in the uh, Merkaba that make up the Merkaba, which also stand for the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet that make that up. And then there are 22 pyramids that then, and some people believe, and I think legends that have been passed down from Atlanteans, I want to say, that they were told that they needed to create this like Merkaba. And they made actual 22 pyramids. <laughs> and you know, all of it's aligned also with the stars. I mean, like people couldn't make up this shit. Yeah. And they were building pyramids back when there was no communication between different sides of the world. They were just building it. As far as we know. <laughs> yeah, and then, As far as we know, but I feel like they got it all from the same source. They channeled it and they built it. And a lot of the underground pyramids underwater are buried. They're, they're being found today. You know, so there's way more to be discovered. That's so fascinating. Oh my gosh. The one thing I constantly see is triangles all the time. Like they just hold so much meaning for me. Do you think that people need to be more careful about what kind of symbols or geometry are on like their clothes or on something they carry around all the time or that's on even a painting in their home? Can this affect them? I know you said, you know, if their vibration is high, it can't, but like, if you're physically putting it on your body, I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Same answer is vibration. Like if you're in a high vibration, it doesn't matter if someone does black magic. It just doesn't even work, you know? And, and if you're in a low vibration, everything affects you. It doesn't even have to be a sacred geometry. It can be a person 
who is next door to you will affect you or someone who's thinking about you will affect you. If you look at it that way, then it is the way you live your life becomes vibrationally based because I see it happen all the time. If we dip in vibration, all of a sudden all these problems show up that they weren't there a second ago. Well, since we dipped in vibration, they all are available there. They all show up. It was interesting to me that one time I was really struggling reading some of our guests' books and I did some drumming before I read this particular book that I wasn't able to understand. And after I did the drumming, it was like the book, I could understand everything in it. Yeah, and a lot of the times too is the sounds, if you think about it, they're one of the ways to clear energy and to access energy, right? What did they say? Like, you know, the different theories, like the universe was created with a big bang, like a sound created the universe, right? And if you think about it back in that day when they still made the champagne glasses out of the same material, you have an opera singer singing a high C and it would shatter. And the same thing with Rife technology, they use vibration and sound pretty much to match whatever they're trying to eliminate and whatever disease that is or bacteria. And the thing is what we learned when we saw this in action in, in Europe is you don't wanna match it exactly. You wanna go a few octaves above and below so you get everything in between that's right around the frequency, right? But sound can create, can destroy, can activate, can remove blocks, can access higher dimensions. That's why breathwork, people do breathwork and they're in ecstasy at times because when they're doing the breathwork, it takes them there, but sound can also do that. Breath can do that, sacred geometry can do that, intention can do that, right? But sound's very powerful. My guess is as you were doing that, you were removing the blocks that were that was preventing your crown from accessing higher information at the same time bringing you higher therefore it was easier for you to kind of tap in seems like it's very much connected to our vagus nerve our nervous system yeah. our, our dna our cells absolutely yeah. when we did our studio it was a lot of radiation and we had some dirty electricity filters technology all those different things mitigated all of it but when you were teaching my wife could feel it in her vagus nerve and affects your heart it affects your you know, parasympathetic system, all the above, right? So she felt it. So I went to the crystal store and I bought a shit ton of citrine, a shungite and obsidian. I put it all over the room and all of a sudden, because the technology worked, it got it 80% there, but there's that little bit of like, ugh, it's still, you can still feel it. And for me, it's more of like in the power center and the heart. For her, it was more like vagus nerve in her back. And like, you know, so when I put it all over the room, all of a sudden like went away power of crystals. I certify healers all over the world and we do use certain sacred geometries and I, I have like quite a bunch of them that have sent me screenshots of the people that they worked with, the most unhealable stuff. Once you understand sacred geometry and you realize even diseases have patterns energetically and if you're in the right vibration and you access the right healing frequency, you are like the right machine and more, you can, you can do that. We're, we're, we're able to do that. You know, the machines were actually role modeled based on people who were extremely gifted who can do this naturally, right? But we are the machine. And once we work on ourselves and activates higher levels of consciousness, we can do that. It's not uncommon. It's just that society makes it seem like it's impossible or like, oh, you're making it up or too good to be true. But I've seen so much that's like undeniable, you know? I'm glad you brought that up about the gem. So, I mean, 
there's so many different ways you can alchemize like your space. Mandy and I were talking about that earlier. We were talking about those 5G towers, the mysterious. We don't know, you know, what it is and why they're there because it's definitely not helping my cell phone get any better. Give me anything. It's the Wi-Fi. It's the EMFs. It's the microwave. It is our soil is depleted so that this food has grown isn't nutritious anymore. It is what's sprayed in the air, what we're exposed to. It is, it is everything it, everything and anything. It's, just, it's social media. It's the war for our consciousness and attention. So it's everything right. and anything. But no one's looking at that. You are. You're, you're looking at that with your clients, which I think is where most people need to get. I mean, you're not going to the doctor and you tell them all these symptoms. And the first thing they're wondering is how close you are to your 5G tower or, you know, what's going on in the energy around you that you can't see. People just aren't thinking that way yet. But I'm so grateful that people like you are and bringing that awareness to people because that's so important. I think that that is a lot of our sicknesses. Yeah, I mean, it, forget 5G, things started with mm -hmm. 3G and then 4G, you have towers underneath. You got geopathic stress depending on the ley lines. So it's, yeah. we came down here to lift this world up and this world is full of duality, mm -hmm. right? So for me, it's a lot of it is the best, like I go back to it, is the best protection a lot of times is your vibration. Because when you're there, I've seen a lot of people come in here like chronically ill. 15 years, they've done all the therapy, surgery, everything, nothing happens. They step into their spiritual gifts, goes away. Because that vibration, when embodied, like it's like fire and, and water. Without the fire, you don't worry about all the other things catching. You just, it just, they just cannot coexist in a higher vibration. That's why they say no disease can last in an alkaline body. I look at energetically, nothing negative can stick, you know, in a higher vibratory field if you embody it. You just can't. I had COVID and I remember Mandy calling me and saying, are you sure you want to do this? You know, you're sick. And I remember saying, no, I do. And by the time we got halfway through our amazing spiritual high vibe conversation, like we are right now, I didn't even remember I had COVID. Same thing. I keep my vibration high. That's matching normal day-to-day -day stuff. If we're having an event and we have like a hundred people on the land that are all purging, that's a lot of external stuff. I can't just go with my normal day-to-day -day routine because now the situation calls for it to be elevated. You know what I mean? So if I'm teaching that, I'm fine. If my wife's teaching that and I'm not, it's not my event. Yeah. You know, I'm fucked. Right. <laughs> I will feel sick even though I'm, I'm the other, I will feel, I will feel tired, sick. I will feel all these emotions because as they're purging, my mm -hmm. energy body can feel it. I'm still human. I feel it. So I have to proactively do things to raise my vibration and then it goes away. I mean, when you're depressed, your vibration is low. When you're sick, your vibration is low. If health is a higher vibration. Absolutely. It is because a lot of people that, that come in here, I've seen them as like, yeah, I mean, Anthony Williams, a dear friend of mine, medical medium, and food does help. It does, but your vibration as you're doing it also matters in my experience. Do um, you guys use any plant medicines or anything to help people to do their purging? Actually, we have not. I mean, we have a lot of, you know, people that we know and friends who, who do lead retreats. We have people who've done plant medicine who would come here and they would be like, what did you put in my tea? I'm like, there's nothing in your tea. Because uh, they can, <laughs> you can do the same thing. I mean. For us, we live the experience of what people experience in plant medicine on a daily basis. It's like once you're 
in this realm, everything is like, it's almost like you got to work on being grounded because it's on a lot of the times. And there's a lot of different ways to get there for people. Some people, it's dancing, spending yeah. time with ones, laughing, doing their purpose work, helping somebody out, self-care. It doesn't matter typically what gets you there as long as it gets you there, right? Uh, I'm curious about your land. It's uh, it, it seems sacred already. Um, where you host these retreats, did you guys look at the ley lines or did you look at the land? Did you get to know the land? After we were just guided here. When we were here, we felt the vortex energy. And I remember it was like, it was the middle of the snow. It, it was for sale for five years. They couldn't sell it. We came in here in the middle of the snow. And I am not a cold person. I don't like cold, <laughs> but I'm from yeah. You know, tropical too. So anything under sixty, I'm done. Yeah, it gets up to like below zero here, right? And right. we looked at the land. We saw a few rooms. Yeah, like you know, because it can sleep sixty, and we only probably saw like literally ten percent of it. And we're like, we're getting it. So the guy thought we were joking at first. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm serious, we're getting it. We did, but then. Yeah, we have labyrinths on the land. I, I created a labyrinth. Like, you know, we have, we have the only heart-shaped labyrinth that's 40 feet wide, and it's the only one in the world. We have it here. We got pyramids on the land, sacred geometry structures, um, geodesic gnomes. And we, and we even found, and we have, I'm not going to mess with it, but we have ruins on the land as well that we saw after we purchased it. I'm like, okay. What'd you find? I've never, I've never went in them. They're the, the top of somebody's house. But there are ruins burnt underneath, and I don't want to dig deep because I'm being respectful. But we've got ruins in the land too. Wow, that is so amazing. So it's it wow. is it is a, it's both the masculine and feminine energy. So if you know a lot about vortex points, feminine energy kind of like cradles you in divine love, and you're just floating, and you can just be. Whereas the masculine energy, typically for a vortex, it's like a whirlwind, it brings up all the crap. And all of a sudden, it's a whirlwind of stuff. And people come in here, and they're, like, fighting, and they're doing things, and then they calm down. I'm like, all right, you guys, you must have needed the male energy. It just, I don't know where it comes out. And it comes out so that you can be aware of it. You can purge it. You can heal it. Okay, so I have to ask you, do was, is your retreat center called Sophia? We renamed it, but it was, yeah. I was going to say it a while ago when you mentioned Sophia, but I'm like, let's let it play out. Oh my God. Have you been here? Yeah, okay. No, she's been on like a year and a half long journey on this discovery of Sophia. It, I mean, yeah, this has been my huge journey. So to, to, I just looked up because I was trying to get some images of your retreat. It's just, it never ends. Like you said earlier, it never ends. Anna, I, I'll go pack my bag. I'll pick you up in 20 minutes. Come on I'll over. arrange hey, we, babysitters. We've, we've got a two week hiatus from events. So come on over. But before we moved, it was called Sophia's Lodge for the longest time. If I memory serves me, it was in the past called the Sophia Center, and there were nuns that were running it. You know what? Now that you bring it up, we might just start tapping into the Sophia energy. I have, to be honest, I haven't in the past, but it's coming up for a reason. Yeah, you, you should listen to Shanna's journey with it. It's beautiful, and more people need to tap into the Sophia energy. I mean, it's happening whether people know it or not. What a cool synchronicity and tons of connections we're making. If people were to come down to your retreat, what does that look like for someone? Currently, it's close to the public. We only do it for our events. But since we're building a lot of pyramids on the land, like one of my friends, he built the pyramids in Burning Man. I've never been to Burning Man, but he built a 111-foot pyramid in Burning Man. No way. <laughs> yeah, if you Google Burning Man pyramid, he built it. So huh. we're building one here um, similar to that, and it's going to be like 
concrete panels, like in a um, hardwood floor in it, um, you know, sound healing on the inside. And it's just like all sacred proportions. And we're going to have a lot of them in the land where some of them can fit 800 people kind of thing. And we're doing, we're going to start doing lectures in there. So yeah, eventually my goal is to make this like the kind of like Disneyland for spiritual folks. They come in here and the land works on them and it's the structure speak for itself. For now, a lot of it is just when we do events and retreats, which you guys could come to our next one as our guest. Um, we have one coming up um, and uh, you'll, you guys will love it. It's just for our folks right now, but we're planning on opening it up to the public, hopefully soon after we get the structures up. So yeah, we, we sell a lot of courses online. I mean, our business is mostly digital. So we have a lot of digital products that we sell. People that you know want to be energy healers, I certify them and my wife does the same for people who want to be life coaches. You know, we're blessed to have a lot of people like um, supporting us from all over the world. I mean, right now, I think we have got like 3 million followers all over the world. And we're trying to reach way, way, way more, but we're, we've been blessed over the years that the message just went, you know, people just share it with their friends and family. And it's just, you know, reached and impacted a lot of people, you know? Because I think people are ready. They're ready for this. You know, they're seeking. They know that there's something more than the little box that was created by, you know, the Pope. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and uh, it can't be stopped because it's an energetic shift. And the more people open up their light, you, you don't realize how much other people they impact by yeah. just mere opening up their light. It's a, it's a butterfly effect that can be felt. Mm -hmm. I really get like hooked up on words and I just looked up the meaning of Dolores because that's where you are. And it means um, the sorrow, the pain in Hebrew and in Spanish. I mean, so if you, you know, people are feeling this, the sorrow, the pain, then go to this beautiful retreat. I, I found out that meaning like probably six months into <laughs> moving here. And it made sense. That's one of the things that we have is like one of the driving forces is we want to end human suffering um, mm -hmm. and, and take people from darkness and bring them to light. Right. And a lot of people come in here and they, they release, they purge, they shift through the, the deepest, most painful things that are holding them back. And then they soar. The land facilitates the transmutation and the healing and the clearing of a lot of the heavy stuff. Sorrow, one being one of them. Wow. And it also is what usually brings people to the light to begin with. It's usually that root, you know, I mean, we wouldn't choose to come back into a life that was just a bliss because we wouldn't, we wouldn't evolve in that way. I always think about that. This is just so divine. I just love what you're doing. I love the risk that you and your wife took. I can appreciate that. And I know that you guys knew that you're being led and that you trusted that for the greater good of the world. And I, I also love the fact that you made me think about something. People can put out like how to manifest, how to heal, all this knowledge that maybe you received, but if there's not love behind it, there's no intention for the greater good behind it, then it's just knowledge. That's all it is. It's not wisdom. It's just knowledge. And it's actually know, good for nothing. And you know how that works. Cause that's, we've seen people when they just push knowledge, knowledge isn't the solution. Um, yeah, me, that was the biggest thing because I was a knowledge seeker and my evolution didn't really speed up until yes. I started doing things for the greatest good of all and working on embodying more love in my heart. Those two yeah. allowed for more knowledge and light to be embodied in you mm -hmm. versus just intellectualized. So when I, when I realized that and then greatest good of all, game over. Life's never been the same, you know? Wow. That, that's what I took away from this too, from the very beginning when you said that. I'm like, that was the piece that was missing for me last year to smother it all in love and, and to remember 
that love piece. So thank you for that. Um, I have to be honest with you. Um, I failed math class uh, over and over. <laughs> and um, so when I hear heard of sacred geometry, I'm like, oh, fuck it. I won't be able to understand it. It has to do with math and geometry. <laughs> All joking aside, I really was like, I won't be able to comprehend it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not the some people really geek out and they measure yeah. it and they're super accurate. I'm like, I feel the energy of it and I use it. That's all it is. If yeah. you ask me to measure it and create it with a ruler, I'll, I'll fail. I can't do it. It's mathematical. I love that. Did you know that on Saturn, there's even a hexagon? Yep. I mean, it's like all of these things, they're not new. They're maybe new to our eyes because we've been kept so small. But these are, these are all around us. Like, you know, the ancient people knew, the indigenous people knew, you know, for some reason it, it got lost because I think there's so much power in it. And I think they were scared. Scared of sharing that power to yeah, uh-huh. everybody. That's exactly. When everybody wakes up mm-hmm. it's like and can't be controlled because they can think for themselves and their gifts are activated and they're in their highest potential, we'd have a very different world. A lot of things yeah. that are currently happening would collapse because it won't support a lot of free thinkers who are in their light in essence, you know what I mean? So I do believe there's been a concerted effort to just keep people at a certain level for sure. But yeah, a lot of the sacred Mm. information, again, it can't be stopped because they have a consciousness of its own and we're going through a wave to where people are getting woken up in masses energetically. Right. We're in a very pivotal time for humanity and I feel like, this is what we came here for is to be part of the show and to wake people up. Right. And we're, we're all here doing that. Like you guys are doing it, spreading, you know, consciousness and positivity, waking people up and really connecting them to information that normally they don't teach in school. So where else are we going to get it? If not for people, you know, like both of you are spreading this out there. I mean, so, but it's, it's part of the work. It's part of the journey. I mean, that's my hope. My hope is that they do start implementing some of this into uh, education for our youth, because that's another area where they're going to start losing students because they've evolved and they're bored in school and they want to learn more because these younger generations are so smart and so open-minded and so gifted. My kids, I have an 11 and three-year-old, they're hands-on learners. They want to experience the world an immersive way beyond the classroom, beyond the four walls. Yep. So the name of your method is called the Geo Love Healing Mythology. And now I totally get that 100%. I think that you totally have represented that today, but that is exactly what it is. I absolutely love you. I want to meet you and your wife. I'm sitting here thinking, I come wish your wife would have joined us. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I- I'm serious. Like you guys can you know, come on over. We've got plenty of room. You know what? People are looking for these kind of things to do. People asking me all the time. I think that what you're doing is very mathematical yeah i've never heard that term but i i love it use it well you've been amazing can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about your center and more about your classes and workshops i'm on instagram tiktok facebook youtube but spiritual activator like at spiritual activator um and just dig into my content we share a lot of information about when we do events there as well but i think that would probably be the next step is just follow me in social check out all the free content i probably have like you know hundreds of hours of free stuff out there, just sharing the best techniques of what's worked. And, and hopefully it's, you know, it's helpful for, for your listeners. And do you have a book coming out maybe in 2023? I do. I do have one with Hey House nice. coming up March. It's actually in Amazon as well. You can, people can pre-order it. Spiritual Activator and um, everything that I've learned 
in close to 20 years when it comes to energy, spiritual gifts, how to protect yourself, how to raise your vibration. I try to pack all of them in one book and I, I think I, I did pretty well. Well, you're welcome back. You know, when you release that, we'd love to have you on again. Oh, I'd love that. Thank you so much. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. The the last thing probably is that you're you're closer than you think. When you're doing things in the human sense, it's very, very slow. But when you tap into doing it in the energetic way, right, things are fast. They could literally be one vibration away from what you want. And I've seen this happen so many times to where when you are on that vibration, decades become days. And the thing that you want is not far away. It's it's now. It shows up. And that's what I urge you to do is like, yes, you've tried playing the human game for so long. Try playing the divine one, the spiritual one, the energetic one. And because that's our nature. And that's how we thrive in this world of duality is stepping into our nature, owning it and learning how we work energetically. Because when you do, things are never the same. And you realize that we're not meant to live our lives always struggling and growing and healing. Like, you know, that's not the case. That when you do it right, healing stops. You step into your purpose work, and then you do what you're here to do, which is to shine your light and spread your message. Healing is only a portion of your life. It's not all of it. And the fastest way in my experience to just get there is is energy so i would i would encourage and invite you all to just start digging into energy and seeing how you can bend time by doing that is my message amazing i feel like my vibe is so high right now and i thank you so much for coming on and sharing this amazing high vibe conversation with us guys thank you for having me i really appreciate it uh, thank you so much it was a pleasure to meet you and it won't be the last time we talked to you for sure you're more than welcome here we might not ever leave though i mean <laughs> hey, we, we, we've got a lot of land so have at it <laughs> thanks for being with us today we hope you will come back next week if you like what you hear don't forget to rate like and subscribe thank you we rise to lift you up thanks for listening